die young Rise, my mother Tell her that I love her But my soul's gone home And take my vessel To Anderson County Rooster Production brings you Under the Water Tower Presented by Team Couch of Birch Realty Group And now, here are your hosts Matt Crane and Derek Biglane Good morning, Matt Morning, Derek it is a Tuesday morning, a, a beautiful Tuesday morning out. However, it's about to get really, really hot. Uh, we're going to be hitting heat indexes of the mid to high 90s the rest of this week. So a little little taste of summer. I hope that's not the beginning of summer. Yeah. I hope we fall back down eventually. But, uh, you know, it's, it's going to be a very hot week. Also, uh, this uh, past weekend was uh, very hot with a lot of things to do. That's going to be part of, both. I think, both of our words for the weekend, Derek. Really, really busy weekend. A lot of stuff going on. Our music was from uh, Whiskey Myers, a uh, popular band that continues to grow in popularity and, and went with a group on Saturday evening to their concert at the Lander Center. Saw some of our listeners and some uh, fellow uh, Hernando residents uh, at the concert. Really good time. Uh, again, Whiskey Myers is the name of the band. Check them out on Spotify. Thoroughly uh, enjoyed the show. And uh, Lander Center, I've gotten to know those people pretty well. They rent vans from us uh, at Mobile Car and Van Rental, and I got to know them. So I uh, had a chance to see them a couple of times as they work past by them a few times a guy named joel and a guy named greg shout out to them at the lander center for uh, another fun night and um you know that's uh, i think they're just getting started when it comes to entertainment at the lander center and uh, soon to be snowden grove for sure with the expansions that they have uh there so um yeah a lot of fun busy busy weekend which again we'll talk more about here in just a second we do want to tease a little bit on friday we will have a guest He's going to sit in with us on Friday. He's done it in the past, hosted with us before, uh, give us all the analytical uh, information when it comes to Hernando and Lewisburg areas for real estate. Of course, I'm speaking about Mr. Brian Couch that will sit in with us on Friday, uh, talk a lot about just the housing market, the different things going on, all the things that are being said all across the country when it comes to housing. Brian has, has all that information, and he's going to you know shoot it straight. That's definitely uh, – Brian's pretty good at shooting straight. Saw him on Saturday. We were together for a soccer match um, watching that. And I just said, hey, come on next week and, and, and visit with us. Talk to us about real estate. It's that time of year. Uh, spring has definitely sprung. People are starting to get their houses uh, ready for, to, to go on the market. And uh, no better person than to tell us all about the DeSoto County real estate market than one of the members of the top producing real estate team in DeSoto County. I'm speaking of Team Couch of Birch Realty Group. They're the number one team for the last 13 years in DeSoto County. Whether you're buying or selling a home, you definitely want to call Team Couch. They are full-time, full-service realtors, which means they are available anytime you need them. They were recently voted DeSoto's Best for the fifth time. Also recently won an award as the top producing team in the Million Dollar Club in Northwest Mississippi. Not everyone can be a member of that. They won the award for being the top producing team in that group. Currently offering a free, no obligation market analysis. Simply give them your address. They can tell you all about your home, your zip code, your neighborhood, how long houses are sitting on the market, how fast things are closing. Brian and Terry have all the analytics that you want from your realtor. Call them at 662-449-1700. That's 662-449-1700. Call Brian's cell phone, 901 901- 461-7653. That's 461-SOLD. S-O-L-D. You can also do a full home search at teamcouch.com. That's teamcouch.com. Simply apply the filters and you can get all the information you want throughout the Mid-South when it comes to buying a home. Give them a call today. Again, 662-449-1700. We will see Mr. Brian as our co-host on Friday. And remember, every home needs a couch.
So looking forward to Friday, Brian sitting down with us in our new studios, the Mobile Car and Van Rental Studios. Mobile Car and Van Rental, the only car rental place in Hernando, located at the corner of McCracken and Commerce. Again, that's in the old burger shop. Most people know where that is, so we're staring right there at I-55 at the corner of McCracken and Commerce. We are filling up fast for June, filling up even faster for the month of July. If you're traveling this summer, please contact us at 662-469-4555. That's 662-469-4555. If you're a son or daughter or a member of a local youth group and you guys uh, or you know the youth pastor is struggling to find vans, struggling to figure out travel, contact us. We'd love to help a local church. 662-469-4555. It is first come, first serve when it comes to vans, first come, first serve when it comes to vehicles. Please give us a call. Let us help you right here in Hernando. Again, glad to be back in the mobile car and van rental studios. 662-469-4555. Our Tuesday show always starts the same way. Our words from the weekend. You can probably figure out what our words are going to be pertaining to uh, by our comments just moments ago. Derek, what is your word for the weekend? My word for the weekend is preparing. Preparing. I spent all weekend preparing uh, just for the week ahead uh, for the graduation that will take place at North Point. Uh, Baccalaureate, excuse me, is Friday night, and then the graduation is Saturday, Saturday afternoon. We will be uh, having a uh, hosting a party uh, at our house afterwards. Uh, my family's coming up. Um, know several friends uh, that'll be coming over afterwards. Now this is you know kind of a hit or miss because you know a lot of people are having their their parties uh, right after graduation. So you know, a lot of his classmates won't be able to come, which is completely understandable because we can't make it to theirs. Uh, but I mean it, it does you know it's kind of a come and go two to five type thing, uh, and so we do expect uh, you know just people to be stopping in and you know and when you're having people at your house, of course you've got to prepare for that and. So it's been all weekend, um, you know, just doing a lot of stuff in the backyard, uh, the, the seasonal changing of the plants, kind of pressure washing some stuff and just spent, you know, just uh, it was a beautiful weekend. Really enjoyed being outside. But, you know, by the end of it, you're like, OK, now I need two days of, you know, <laughs> I need a two day weekend for my two day weekend. Uh, but anyway, it was a, it was good. Got a lot of stuff done. Still have two or three more things to do uh, and then taking off Friday to kind of welcome the family in and, and uh, kind of put the final touches on. So, again, this this entire week, including this past weekend, spent preparing for, you know, our you know first graduate. Uh, in my household and uh, just a uh, kind of a life changing and um, just a, a new phase of life that, that is bittersweet and uh, really looking forward to it. But until we get there, there's just a lot of stuff to get ready. My word is pretty simple and Derek, that's going to be full. And of course, I'm speaking about our schedule full. Everybody that listens to this show knows exactly what we're talking about. We had our crew social, a crew Fernando social. The first time we've been able to do that, maybe in about four years. We had that on Friday out at Bowling Grove Farms. So just a little shout out to them, Bowling Grove Farms uh, right there off Getwell. Then on Saturday, two soccer matches, 10 a.m., 3 p.m. Actually played the same team twice, just kind of changed uniforms and <laughs> <laughs> changed uniforms and had a little bit of a lineup change and stuff like that, but played them twice. And then on uh, then Saturday night, uh, rushed home, got all situated, went and had a great time with friends at the Whiskey Myers concert uh, on Saturday night. And then on Sunday, of course, Mother's Day. We, we would be remiss to mention that again. Uh, certainly hope everyone had a wonderful Mother's Day over the weekend. And, um, you know, church on Sunday morning, really the most lazy day was Sunday. Uh, Heather really kind of said, hey, I'd like for Mother's Day just to not be pulled in five different directions. Let me get outside in the backyard and do what I do. And so we got out of her way and let her do that. So, uh, you know, 
but but just a very full schedule, and it's just getting started over the next three weeks. Hannah Grace's graduation is May 20th. I have family coming on May 15th through the 21st. It's that time of year, man. Congratulations to all the seniors. We always say that on our show uh, over the last six weeks. And uh, something else, Derek, uh, as we record on Tuesday, a huge night for seniors, a huge night in the city of Fernando when it comes to softball. And so that's kind of why we delayed our recording until Tuesday morning. So we, we look forward to giving a, a, an update there when it comes to Hernando Lady Tiger softball here shortly. But full is my word from the weekend because everybody out there is so full of things going on. And uh, definitely, fingers crossed, everything goes well for for everyone. And um, we're not asking for sympathy by any stretch, but maybe, maybe asking uh, we could be part of your prayers as yeah. busy as we all are uh, for sure. Part of having a full schedule and pulling everything off is – coming and putting together a plan. Derek, tell us about a couple of small things off the planning commission agenda from the city of Fernando, which we don't cover a whole lot, but you're going to give us a couple things. What you got? Yeah, we're not going to cover this on Friday. This is just kind of a mention of what's coming up. But we do maybe want to start just giving you the preview of what's going to be coming because, again, anything that passes or most everything that passes will then have to go to the auditor meeting the next week, and we'll go into more full detail then. But we did want to make you aware there's two things coming tonight to the Planning Commission meeting. Uh, the first is the request to amend the preliminary plat approval for the Crossroads North subdivision. Now, this is the a southeast corner of Green Tea and 51. Uh, we've already mentioned how there's a gas station going on that corner. Well, the rest of that land, uh, the, the uh, developer's looking to take it from 70 residential lots and two common open spaces down to 48 residential lots, six commercial lots, and one common open space on the 34.86 acres that is located right there. Now, uh, it is currently zoned R12, and so they're looking to take it to C2 Highway um, is what they're, you know, so basically reducing the R12 increasing the C2 uh, of this plat. And Matt, we know there's going to look to be a cul-de-sac put in, uh, some hotel sites looking to go there. And then again, and toward, take some of that land to be able to do that, they would reduce the number of houses going there, again, from 70 uh, down to 48. So again, this is uh, one of the things that'll be coming. So uh, this will probably will make it to the uh, the autumn meeting next week and then when it does we will cover you know kind of what the discussion is uh, then and we'll let you know you know how to how it passed the planning commission meeting at that time that we're getting Derek that's the southeast corner of green tea and 51 it has been it's a beautiful property it's been you know unused or untapped for years and you and I both know Mr. Ron who is doing everything there Mr. Ron is the owner of Amtel Express you know BP station right there he's building uh, a competitor he's building for himself competition but he's taking it he's going to have like you said 48 homes and looking to take advantage of AWG that's right. And the field house being so close, AWG in the field house, and having a minimum of one high quality, nice name brand hotel. That's what he's looking at. That's what the project looks like. So, uh, you know, we'll keep you updated on that. But, I mean, Derek, not surprising. I mean, AWG, massive hundreds of millions of dollars spent on that building the field house is uh you know going to be super busy it's now oh, open it's Grand now open, open. yeah Grand it's going to be coming up uh, just busier uh with basketball tournaments and volleyball stuff and all those different things it is what it is and uh we'll, we'll keep you updated on how that goes that's right so then the other thing uh going on tonight is a request for the approval of an amendment to the text of the lee's summit planned unit development project text so in other words they were adding something to what can be you know i guess put into the Lee Summit PUD, uh, and then what they want to add is more specifically add these words, self-storage slash mini warehouse. 
uh, to the list of uses permitted in the Lee's Summit put. Now, obviously, this will probably draw um, some uh, interesting ears. Uh, this is the property located next to Colonial Hills Baptist Church. Uh, we talked about this being rezoned uh, last meeting. They had, uh, you know, there's three spots, three one-acre spots or just over one-acre uh, spots that face Mackinville Road, a cul-de-sac right behind there, and then six acres to the east of that that borders Colonial Hills. They're basically looking to put a mini storage or a mini warehouse right there in that on that property and they want to make sure that that text is in there so again that will be coming up tonight during the planning commission meeting uh, and then uh, I'm not sure since it's just a wording uh, and not necessarily any kind of plat change like in, in other words going from a residential to a commercial type thing I'm not sure if that's officially approved by the planning commission tonight and does not go to the alderman meeting if that's something they can handle on their own or if it will make the uh, the alderman meeting next week so if it does make the alderman meeting we'll let you know if it's not shown on the agenda next week from the Alderman meeting, we may try to find the background of that, find out what happened, and let the listeners know next week. We will definitely update you on the Planning Commission, uh, you know, coming up and see how those uh, go. Again, we were not able to attend last night. Uh, you can certainly uh, watch that on YouTube. Uh, that meeting is later tonight. Look on YouTube. Watch that if that's something that you are interested in. Derek, no other way to say it. A lot of people wanting to move to Hernando. A lot of people trying to develop homes, residences in Hernando. And part of that is going to be because of what you're about to tell us. Hernando was recognized as a what? All right. So according to a new study from SafeWise, Mississippi is in the top half of U.S. states that exceeded the national average for property crime, and its rate has risen over the last three years. However, uh, despite having a higher property crime rate than the U.S., Mississippi saw an 11% decrease. So it's higher than the national average. However, we have gone down 11% over last year and year over year and experienced less property crime than the east-south-central regional rate. Mississippians reported one quarter fewer personal experiences with property crime this year, 24%, compared to last year, 32%. 18% of participants reported experiencing package theft 12 months prior to the survey, putting Mississippi below the U.S. average of 20%. 74% of Mississippians surveyed used some form of property protection to try to help with crime. This is well above the 60% average for the U.S. And the top forms of that property protection in Mississippi were firearms and guard dogs. <laughs> no surprise. <there. laughs> Both no. options are tied with 36% using them compared to 26% of Americans. 29% of Mississippi residents say that the COVID-19 pandemic has affected the security of their property, and that matches the U.S. average. Now, kind of getting a little closer to home. 50% of the safest cities reported one or fewer violent crime rates per thousand residents in Mississippi. The safest cities collected more than, reported more than 5,000 fewer property crime incidents this year. And only 60% of the safest cities reported a property crime rate lower than both the state and the U.S. rates. And so based on these factors, our city of Hernando is the third safest city in Mississippi with 0.07 violent crimes per 1,000 and 10 personal crimes or 10 nonviolent crimes per 1,000. Now, that puts us, again, third in the state. The, the Pearl, Pearl was the highest rated. They were the number one safest city in Mississippi. We were third. Isn't that surprising, so close to Jackson? It is. I mean, it really, really, yeah, it is. And then for the rest of the Soda County, uh, it, could be, Lake, it could be a firearm and, and dog issue right there, Pearl. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> uh, for the rest of the Soda County, Horn Lake was at number 10. Wow. And Olive Branch was number 12. Uh, South Haven did not make the top 25 uh, in the top the, safest city. Pearl was one. Who was two? 
I think it was Pasco. No, Long Beach. Okay. Long Beach on the coast. Um, you can learn more about the state of the state of safety survey uh, if you want to go to the uh, four Mississippi cities on the SafeWise S A F W I S E altogether website. So again, Matt, we need you know we need to say thank you to the 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 police department, the Hernando Police Department. Of course, we know the last meeting that they were in the process of hiring two more policemen, right. uh, and just because we have the third safest city. In Mississippi. Derek, do you think the reason we're not number one or two is because we don't have a Sally Port? <laughs> the Sally Port, Matt, you know what? It's going to bump us above Pearl. We will be. The Sally Port did pass, right? Sally Port is, is the bid no, out. The, bid, the bidding. The, bid, the bidding. The bidding is passed. We have did, not actually uh, yes. contracted to build a Sally Port. Sally Port did pass uh, to begin the bid process six to one. So that'll be coming up soon. That's, that's coming up soon. So, so maybe I, we can get to one and two with Sally Port. Or, Speaking of or, Sally Port, or, I love Sally Field. Oh, she was. Oh, she's man, awesome. what, what did I just. Oh, she's, on, that, she's on winning time. She's oh, she's in that? Oh, 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 she's the mom of Jerry Buss on Women's Time. Watch Still Magnolia's on Sunday night with my kids, and now that they're 18 and 15, yep. you know, they can pay attention closer and that type of stuff. It is a, it is amazing. I have to explain to the kids. I'm sorry to get off on a little tangent here. They truly don't understand the movie until they have kids. Oh, they won't. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. People can argue. I, I, a podcast I listened to, the guy said something about, um, somebody asked him advice for a dad or whatever. He simply his response was, "You'll never be happy again." And what he means by that is, you give you you we give it to him. Yeah, we give it to him. You know what I'm saying? We we're living for someone else. We're living some for something else. Look, I, I was once a very selfish parent. They are there are some out there, but most parents live and Sally Field lived for and did everything for. And you know, in the movie, still I know this is what I'm talking about. Of course, uh, everybody knows that movie. Um, but I love Sally Field. She's just awesome. Uh, she, sorry about to get on my Sally tangent. She's also Forrest Gump's mother. Uh, <laughs> Again, was awesome. Was <laughs> great. What about that great advice? I, I mean, know. come on now. Uh, unbelievable. And then, of course, um, what was she? Frog. Oh, was she, she was. Frog? Yeah, she was frog. She was smoking the bandit. Yeah. I mean, she's just. I mean, Sally Field. I love her. She's one of my uh, definitely favorite uh, actresses uh, for real. So sorry, the Sally Port. Um, you well, know, Sally Port. Sally Port. Port Again, yeah. and we are the third safest city. Another re- another way we can get to the first safest city, Matt. I guess is just to uh, start packing. Just absolutely, just I mean, we could just I mean, it says go. guns no. and guns and guard dogs. Bass Pro Shop, <laughs> get us a Bass dogs. Pro Shop, just like Pearl, and we can get stuff done. Yeah, yeah there you go, get stuff done. That may be the way to do it. We kid, of course, Derek. We 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 joke around, but thank you for all the different things, the people out fighting crime for uh, us here in the city of Fernando. We talk about real estate all the time. We talk about people wanting to move into the city of Fernando and come and enjoy uh, the lives that we have here in Hernando. And that's part of living under the water tower. And another part of it, Derek, is our parks department. We were not able to attend last night. The Pennies for the Park uh, opportunity to learn more about the city's plan uh, was maybe kind of unveiled last night and talk more in an open forum. We have not been able to watch that meeting, uh, but we definitely plan to. And we'll update you coming up on our Friday show. Remember, the meeting is a continuation of last week's Alderman meeting, so it will be live. It will be on YouTube, all those type things. So you could have watched and paid attention to all the different things with the meeting. So uh, just shout out to the city for the transparency that they do for uh, those meetings. The YouTube coverage is tremendous. But we're going to watch that sometime, give you a little bit of an update, maybe give you an unveiling, maybe that would be part of uh, on our Facebook page, the uh, plans that have been put together for the Pennies for the Park coming up. going to be a huge topic over the next eight months or so here in the city of Fernando, so we definitely uh, will keep you posted on that. But Derek, something that we already know that is successful in the city of Fernando is 
one of the best farmer's markets in the entire state, the Hernando Farmer's Market. It's a place to shop. It's a place to gather. But more importantly, it's a rare chance to experience the rich simplicity of a Mississippi small town. It's truly a fresh local experience. This past Saturday, open from 8 a.m. to 1 p.m. every Saturday coming up, except for the A-Fair Saturday. Don't forget, they will not be there on the A-Fair Saturday coming up pretty soon. But every Saturday, 8 a.m. to 1 p.m. through October. Some of the vendors include Coffee Central, Precision Sharp, Admi's Handmade Crafts, the Baker's Corner, Moon Lake Pecans. Over 40 vendors kicked off the Hernando Farmer's Market, and they will continue to grow throughout the summer. Congratulations, Hernando Farmer's Market, on hopefully a very successful 2022 season. We really appreciate you trusting the UTW podcast with your advertising dollars. Again, get out and support one of the best farmer's markets in the entire Mid-South, the Hernando Farmer's Market, every Saturday morning on the historic Hernando Square, 8 a.m. to 1 p.m. Thanks again, Hernando Farmer's Market. Sunday, May 22nd, North Point Christian School will have its next preview of the point for lower school grades, senior kindergarten through sixth grade. The event will be at 2 p.m. and will give prospective families an opportunity to tour the school and meet with administration to see if North Point Christian School is the right fit for your family. Grades are quickly filling up with upper school and preschool grades having wait list. So they encourage you to register for this event quickly by calling Sheila Sharon at 662-349-5127. Again, 662-349-5127. North Point Christian School is excited that so many families are looking to Christian education. They have had an influx of new students over the last two years and continue to see excitement for 2022-2023. Don't delay. Call and register today. Again, an influx of students in the last two years, give or take the amount of time they've, they've advertised with the UTW Podcast. It is not coincidental. If it's you're not. interested in advertising with the UTW Podcast, email us under the water tower info at gmail.com. That's under the water tower info at gmail.com. We'd love to send you a packet. We'd love to visit with you about possibly advertising with our podcast, which continues to grow under the water tower. Are you a hardworking and motivated individual looking for a full-time or part-time career in commercial insurance? Holland Insurance wants you on their team. Having the right people in place to get the job done is the key to success. Holland Insurance was founded in 1981 and has been staffed with local industry experts who are eager to make a difference in every life they touch. They currently represent some of the largest insurance companies in the world, nationwide, Liberty Mutual, Blue Cross Blue Shield, Delta Dental, Principal, Safeco. Those are just some of the insurance companies that they represent as an independent insurance agent. These companies allow them to represent them in DeSoto County, whether it's property, auto, life, home, casualty, you name it, any type of insurance, contact Bruce Robinson and Jerry Holland with Holland Insurance at 662-895-5528. Again, that's 662-895-5528, located in South Haven, but eager to work with anybody in DeSoto County. Contact Holland Insurance today, 662-895-5528. Middle of our Tuesday show brings us to the DeSoto County Fact of the Week brought to us each and every week by Rob Long and his staff at the DeSoto County Museum. Open Tuesday through Saturday, 9 to 5. That's Tuesday through Saturday, 9 to 5. Rob Long and his staff would love to show you all around the DeSoto County Museum, give you a tour of the artifacts, the memorabilia, the different things about the wonderful county we live in here in DeSoto County. Derek, our DeSoto County Fact of the Week was uh, is all about kind of a jack-of-all-trades when it comes to the history of Fernando. Tell us what you got. 
All right, today we will pay tribute to the person who has left a lot of the research that Rob sends to us every week, and that is Josh Bowles, known as J.B. Bell, former Hernando mayor, historian, and author. He was born in 1913 and came from Greenville to DeSoto County more than 80 years ago and married into the Eason family, an old DeSoto County family, when he married Rommel Eason. Being from Greenville, which at the time was the most liberal of Mississippi cities, he was seen as an outsider and too progressive. After four years living in Hernando, the JCs asked him to run for mayor, and he ran and won unopposed. He worked tirelessly as mayor for 18 years, where he spearheaded the paving of our streets. We've talked about that before. Sure. We covered yeah. that topic. Improvements in fire and police protection. Water improvements. Set up the garbage pickup. Again, something else that was a story of ours before. And started to map out zoning for the town. The locals did not like or trust him because he was a progressive outsider, and they did not want Hernando to grow. Matt, that sounds very familiar. <laughs> but he had a vision of what Hernando could be and wanted it to be the best small town in Mississippi. He was defeated after 18 years in office, and he then set out to earn his degree. Before that, he did, oh, not, wow. he did not have a degree. He set out to earn his As degree. As if he hadn't done anything yet. That's right. He had nothing, <laughs> nothing to show for it, which he did at age 52. And used it to reinvent himself as a successful business executive in Memphis. As his working years came to a close and into retirement, he started to write down everything he had done and seen in his years in office and beyond, giving us the history of Hernando during that time and before that Rob uses as his basis as a curator of the museum. He wrote several books, including one about the Hernando Baptist Church history and Hernando historic windows that Rob uses. We at the UTW Podcast want to thank Mr. Bell for all he did for our wonderful city and to honor the man that many called, uh, quote, an original. His life story demonstrates the power of an individual to shape his destiny and the city's destiny with his attitude and his actions. You can read about him in his book, Just Grand, that we used, of course, as the cover of our artwork for today. So if you want to look at our artwork cover, that book that you see on there is called Just Grand. You can find that book and read all about a wonderful uh just a wonderful person for the history of Hernando, J.B. Bell. I would bet he never made a grand a year being mayor of Hernando. No, I'm, I'm sure he did not. <laughs> <Isn't> <laughs> in fact, crazy? I think one of the times we talked about what the salaries were, sure. and they weren't close to a grand. Yeah. A lot of us enjoy the spoils of living in such a wonderful town. Uh, safe, like we just mentioned. Enjoyable. Uh, the, the square. I mean, it's a wonderful place. Hernando, Mississippi is a wonderful town. And if you're listening to this podcast, more than likely you chose it for a reason. And Mr. Bell had a huge part uh, to doing that. So uh, just a shout out to him for sure. And also definitely another shout out to the DeSoto County Museum that gives us a DeSoto County Fact of the Week, 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. Tuesday through Saturday, closed on Sunday and Monday. Admission is always free. doesn't cost you a dime. If you're looking for a couple of hours, take your kids. Go take a look at some DeSoto County memorabilia. Hey, kids, this is where you come from. This is where you were born. This is what your, uh, you know, what your town looks like. So thank you, Rob, and we really, really appreciate Mr. Bell. Wonderful fact of the week. And Derek, part of being in a small town is definitely going to be all the, the spring has sprung. The beautiful things are starting to turn a particular color. And if you're looking to get your lawn in shape in that particular color that we're speaking of, who should you call? Magic to call Green King Spray Services because since 2001, they have been helping home and business owners enjoy lush, healthy, weed-free outdoor living spaces. They refuse to settle for the status quo, continuously researching and testing the very latest methods, 
products and strategies to ensure that your loan looks better than the other guys. With technicians trained and educated, with hours of continuing education and seminars each year, Green King is committed to doing everything they can to make and keep you satisfied. You can reach them at 662-892-8419, again 662-892-8419, or visit them on their website at greenkingspray.com. Remember, if you want it green, call the king. Once Green King has uh, treated your lawn and it's come back, everything's looking great and it's continuing ready to grow, you may need some help with mowing your lawn. And if you need help, give Williams Services a call. Williams Services is a veteran-owned and operated business with years of experience in lawn care, landscaping, mulching, and so much more. Owner Richard Williams and his team can assist you with a multitude of outdoor home needs. Whether it's leaf removal, tree trimming, spring cleanups, Gate repair, fence repair, any project on the outside of your home or business. No project too small, no project too large. Let Richard come out, take a look, give you a price. If he can't handle the job, he'll help you find someone who can. Call him today at 662-292-8855. That's 662-292-8855. Or find more information about Richard and his team on Facebook at Williams Lawn Services. Again, that's Williams Lawn Services on Facebook. DeSoto Family Dental Care has been a presence under the water tower with over 60 years of combined dental experience. Dr. Seymour, Dr. Paroli, and Dr. Trotter are committed to providing a gentle and caring approach while focusing on the aesthetic beauty and long-lasting health of your smile. The practice is open Monday through Friday, providing hygiene appointments and general dentistry, including implants and implant-supported dentures, as well as Invisalign. You can be confident that the goal of each staff member is to create a comfortable environment to provide you with relaxing, personalized dental care. Visit their office today to see the difference and give them a call at 662-429-5239. Again, 662-429-5239. Well, Derek, as we always do on the UTW podcast, going to finish with high school sports, opportunity to shine a light on some of the awesome, amazing things happening in Hernando and throughout DeSoto County when it comes to these young people. Just an awesome, awesome night. Last night, the Hernando Lady Tigers, we're going to give an update in just a minute. Lady Tiger Field was packed, probably you know pushing 1,000 people all in white, ready to cheer on the Hernando Lady Tigers as they continue to fight in the North State playoffs. And we're going to update that game in just a second. But Derek, tell us about a couple things before we get there all right we'll start with of course as we always do uh finishing up the soccer i guess our soccer for this will the 2021 yeah. 2022 school year trojans uh took on usj in the second round of the playoffs with a spot in sub-state up for grabs even with the storms on thursday evening the match was played in jackson i believe it was the only game played that day uh and the weather had an effect as usj took an early 2-0 lead and went on to win 7-2 the two goals for the Trojans were made by Ethan Manziel and Eli Bailey. This ends a great year for the Trojans, who will now look to replace six seniors going forward, but already have three new players coming in. You know, Trojan soccer team, we really enjoyed covering you this year and love watching you play bow. Uh, good luck to the Trojans in the future. Now turning to softball, North Point softball. The girls lost game one of the regional tournament, as we mentioned on our last show, and had to now fight back from the loser's bracket. Their first opponent in the loser's bracket was Harding Academy, whom they took care of 24-9 in a mercy rule win. Katie Bobo got the win in three innings with four strikeouts. Libby Sowell was 3-4 for four with six RBIs. Margaret McElhaney was 3-4 for four with four RBIs. Claire Chambliss, Reagan Adams, and Katie Bobo helping our own calls, all had two RBIs. That win sent Harding home and the Trojans to the next game against USJ. USJ led 5-3 after the second and 7-5 after the fourth, 
but North Point tied it up in the fifth, and then a wild pitch scores the winning run as the Trojans come back to beat USJ 9-8. Libby Sal pitched all seven innings to get the win and went 4-4 four for four at the plate. Hubbard was 2-3 for three with two RBIs, and Margaret McElhaney had two RBIs. This win moved the Lady Trojans to the next round in the loser's bracket to face ECS to see who would advance to the Final Four. The final games of the tournament are being played at Trinity Christian, and that game was then held on Monday night. So last night, North Point Christian played ECS again in that game. North Point won 5-1 uh, with Livy Sowell getting the win on the mound. She went all seven innings, gave up seven hits, and had five strikeouts but only gave up the one run. Uh, she was also 3-4 for four at the plate with two RBIs, and she was the lone Trojan with multiple hits. So again, the Trojans win 5-1, to one, battling back out of the loser's bracket. They're now in the final four uh, of the, the uh, regional tournament. They face Trinity Christian, of course, who's hosting the tournament, so it's going to be a tough home game. Trinity Christian at Trinity Christian tonight at 6 p.m. Next, moving to Trojan baseball. The Trojan baseball team had to wait another day as rain forced their game of the tournament to Friday night. On Friday, they faced Jackson Christian in a back-and-forth game that saw the Eagles take the early 2-0 lead, but the Trojans came back and scored three in the third to go up 3-2. The Trojans then got up 6-2 before the Eagles pulled back to, to within 6-4. The Trojans got both those runs back in the fifth, but Jackson Christian drew to within 8-6 in the sixth as Hudson Brown started to tire out on the mound for the Trojans. J.D. Eichert came in in the seventh and shut the Eagles down to get the save in the Trojans' 8-6 win. Brown did get the win, throwing 105 pitches and having seven strikeouts. Rob Hayes was two for four with two RBIs, and James Smith had two RBIs. With the win, they advanced in the winner's bracket to face USJ on Saturday, the third matchup in the third sport between the two schools last week. This one was over early as, a def- as defensive miscues led to Trojan runs, and the Trojans get the 11-1 win and the five-inning mercy rule. James Smith pitches a one-hitter with nine strikeouts to get the win. Jay Ferguson was two for three, and Rob Hayes was two for two for the Trojans. They now advance to face ECS Tuesday night, again, just like the softball team did last night. They will face ECS tonight at Trinity Christian, who is, again, who is hosting the regional finals. So, again, the Trojans still going, softball team, baseball team still going, all being held up at Trinity Christian uh, this week. Now, uh, Matt, we turn to Hernando Baseball. We're going to leave the softball for last. That's we good, usually yeah. go softball, then baseball, but we'll go Hernando Baseball first. Hernando faced off against Oxford in round three of the playoffs, and everyone know, knew this would be a good matchup. In game one, Oxford's number one pitcher kept the Hernando hitters off balance, and then their closer came in throwing on the low 90s to shut the Tigers down in the last inning on the way to a Chargers 3-1 victory in Oxford on Friday night. So that meant on Saturday, the two teams would face off in Hernando with the Tigers needing a win to extend the series and their season. Oxford got on the board early with the first batter hitting a solo shot and then scored in every inning but the fifth. Hernando got down 7-0 and tried to battle back, but the offensive output of the Chargers was too much and the Tigers fall 10-3. Hallis Lawson had two hits and Topher Jones had a double to lead the Tigers at the plate. Oxford will now face DeSoto Central in the North Half Finals as the Jaguars take care of Madison Central in two games. And with the loss, the Hernando Tigers season comes to an end, but what a great season it was. Most of the players playing were juniors or younger. I think they only had, what, two seniors that actually started or or played. So they will bring back a good team next year. Again, Tigers, congratulations on a great season, a great playoff run, and can't wait to cover you all again next year. Uh, Hernando making the third round of the playoffs, um, that's – 
That's not typical. So that's no, a pretty good. Yeah, it's a good. That's a great year. Again, you're right. You're you one know. series away from the North Half Championship in 6A baseball, which DC and Oxford and Tupelo, those teams are typically right up there. So it's uh, definitely nothing to hang your head on. No, it, really, it really is not. And, and again, DC, uh, of course, they won state a couple years ago. They're really extremely strong. Uh, Oxford always perennially a strong team. Should be a good matchup yeah. uh, here uh, up next weekend. So kind of look forward just to kind of, we're not going to cover it, but we do look forward to kind of following it personally to see who makes it to state. Now, finally, turning to Hernando softball. Hernando faced off against Germantown in the third round of the softball playoffs. This is the same Germantown High School that the baseball team put out in the second round of the playoffs. It's the newest school in Madison County. It's right there on the, uh, that's right there on the interstate, isn't it? Gluckstadt. Right side? It's yeah. right there in Gluckstadt. Gluckstadt, but it's right like literally. Gluckstadt, right? It's correct. Gluckstadt. Yeah, yeah. It's on the, the west side right, right. there on the interstate. Yep. You can see the beautiful yep. football stadium they have. Yeah, it's really nice. Yeah, they have the same G as the Germantown G. We've joked about that before. But they're the Mavericks. They're the Mavericks. They are. Yeah, they got a pretty cool bus, too. They've got uh, That's something for the crew of Hernando to look at, maybe possibly working with DCS about a Hernando bus. Oh, like uh, painted up, painted all, up, yeah. real nice bus. Oxford has an awesome one. Uh, I have a few connections, maybe you know. <laughs> I definitely know a little bit of thing, something about school buses. That's for another show, but uh, that may be something we need to look into. Fundraise for a wrapped, really good quality bus for the city of, for Hernando Schools yeah. to travel around baseball, tennis, all that kind of stuff. Um, I'll show it to you later, but yeah, really, really cool. Also, uh, just you know, speaking of a little aside, speaking of the Mavericks, a uh, huge movie coming out here. Uh, I, I don't even know what you're talking about. Huge movie. Like, yeah, we will be discussing ooh, that pretty we'll soon, my friend. Pretty yeah, soon. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think you understand. Like three three years in the making from an editing weekend, standpoint, it, it's, it's, May 27th. So it's Memorial Day Memorial weekend. Memorial Day okay. weekend, oh, May 27th. Man. Three weeks. Uh, three weeks. Uh, yes, it's uh, all Maverick. It's ready to go. Yeah, all right. Uh, so in game one, the Lady Tigers used timely hitting and questionable calls to get the 8-5 victory at home. On Saturday, they traveled to Germantown to try to win round three to advance to the North State Finals. However, it was not to be on that day. The Germantown pitcher kept the Lady Tigers bats in check and a 3-1 win to force game three Monday night in Hernando with a winner to deface DeSoto Central, who beat South Panola in two one-run games to already have advanced to North State Finals. Matt, it was a whiteout last night in Hernando. Uh, I know that uh, kind of was following along. You were at the game. You were texting me back and forth. Do you want to kind of break that down a little bit? First two innings were scoreless. I mean, just hard hit balls, but but both uh, both pitchers were doing very well uh, to get through the first two innings, 0-0. Lady Tigers come up in the third inning, and uh, Jana Shaw ropes a two-run home run at, to, to take the Tigers to two to nothing. And then um, they get a runner on second base. Fairly simple hit. You know, the girl from second's going to score. They start throwing the ball around a little bit, had some missed throws and that type of stuff. Uh, the girl that hit the ball actually got all the way to four, uh, you know, all the way home. So wow. kind of an in the park, uh, throw around, crazy uh, scene to get to four nothing. Then uh, Germantown comes back, uh, back to back doubles from two of their better hitters, gets to four to one. Julia Shaw uh, pitching uh, kind of settles down, gets it to stay to four to one. Then in the top of the sixth inning, Germantown gets two runs, make it four to three, and then the Lady Tigers hold on to make it four to three. They don't get anything else in the bottom of the sixth inning. They come in one, two, three. In the seventh inning, Hernando Lady Tigers are moving on to face the DeSoto Central Lady Jaguars. A lot of D.C. softball players and parents, they all know each other. They were there. They were cheering for Hernando pretty hard. And, uh, you know, we'll see that coming up this Friday. Hernando Lady Tigers will travel to DeSoto Central. We'll update you on Friday exact times. But if you're interested, travel up to get well. Uh, DeSoto Central on Friday night, they will host 
on Saturday. We will let you know the time coming up pretty soon on our Friday show. Let's see if we can't get over a thousand people out on Saturday to cheer on the Hernando Lady Tigers in the North Half Championship. Whoever wins this this series goes to Hattiesburg for the championship, just like last year. Let's get out and support these young ladies. Yeah, so it's the exact same matchup. You know, Hernando faced Lewisburg last year, put them out. They'll face DeSoto Central to have to make it to state again. Correct. You know, these are probably the two strongest schools sure. in the state that just happen to be in the same in the same county. Uh, so it's going to be a great matchup. Uh, also, a couple things. First of all, you're talking about the throwing the ball around and being the winning run. Yeah, sure did. Uh, so, you know, the, the two or three errors got her around to home, so that'll end up being the winning run. Also, uh, is it safe to say now that Hernando owns Germantown? <laughs> Baseball, yes. Softball, yes. Um, Germantown traveled pretty well last night. Um, got a little fiery uh, oh, towards they? the end. Yeah, I'll tell you about that off air. Okay. A little okay. fiery, but uh, let's just say any chance to send someone from Madison home with a two-and-a-half-hour ride, preferably full of tears, I'll take it. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take it. Madison, both Madison Central, Germantown, the Madison area. That's one of the reasons that the Under the Water Tower podcast exists. Down in Jackson, they definitely did not enjoy or like the northern part of the state. I'll just say that. And if they can travel home for two and a half hours, well, maybe maybe they grab a little Taco Bell or Zaxby's, and hopefully uh, they're feeling better about Grenada. But uh, good riddance for the night. Well, Madison Central just got come, you know, just got, just come up being uh, coming up here and getting beaten down by DeSoto Central. Get on out so, of here. Go. Yeah. Well, See both ya. teams losing to DeSoto County team yeah. makes you feel good to live in DeSoto County. Just say Take your honest. nice bus and get on. <laughs> get on back. <laughs> take your nice bus and get on back. Hey. We're going to continue to talk about it here on the podcast. We covered the girls last year. They were uh, one of our most listened to shows were when we sat down with the 9th, 10th, 11th, 12th uh, grade Lady Tigers last year and then the coaches as well. So congratulations to those young people. Congratulations to D.C. Look forward to that this uh, weekend. Um, we'll see what happens. Uh, definitely right here under the water tower. We really, really enjoy covering young people here in DeSoto County. Good luck to the Lady Trojans. Good luck to the Trojans. Good luck to the Lady Tigers. Congratulations to all the kids that have wrapped up their season. Uh, seriously, we really, really enjoy covering everybody. If you listen to our show and you hear us maybe mention someone that you know, your neighbor, your niece, your cousin, send them the show. Say, hey, they mentioned your name on the podcast. Always helps us as we continue to grow here with the UTW Podcast. If you're interested in advertising, please email underthewatertowerinfo at gmail.com. If you enjoy our show, find us on Facebook at UTW Podcast, on Instagram at UTW Podcast, and on Twitter at UTW Pod. Wherever you listen to our show, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, you name it, give us a five-star review. Give us a thumbs up. That helps us move up when it comes to local podcasts. If you enjoy our show, you will enjoy OB Pod, covering the eastern side of DeSoto County. They also deep dive in Center Hill Athletics, Olive Branch Athletics, and Lewisburg Athletics. OB Pod. Look them up today. Well, Derek, really look forward to covering and, and updating all the different things on Friday. As I talked about earlier in the show, excited Mr. Brian Couch with Team Couch of Birch Realty Group, our presenting sponsor, is going to uh, address any rumors with real estate. We're going to talk about interest rates. We're going to talk all about Lewisburg area and Hernando area real estate coming up on our Friday show. So really, really looking forward to that. And of course, Brian, uh, you and I have known Brian for you know you over 20 years, mm -hmm. maybe maybe even longer. There will be some jokes on Friday, I can, I can rest assured. <laughs> on that looking forward to it well derek if there's nothing else i'm matt and i'm derek join us next time under the water tower this is where we dropped off a pretty little girl same grade